You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hi, this is Paul Phelps, co-founder of Outer Loop Coaching and OuterloopCoaching.com. And here this week, I'm going to talk with you about who wrote the songs. Three methodologies that I could recommend for deciding what percentage of the song is owned by who in the songwriting credits. This is a, can be a huge part of what breaks up bands. So it's great to make decisions now early in the career when these decisions are cheap rather than later on when they can get very, very expensive. So if you've got a song that's getting played on radio, getting streams, there's publishing income that comes in for the songwriters of that song. And so deciding on what percentage of those songwriting credits is uh, applied to whom can be very lucrative for uh, those people when it goes into the future as far as that airplay is concerned. So three methodologies. First one, socialist. Second, pacifist. Third, Capitalists. Let's go through them. The socialist style would be that the members of the band each share equally in the songwriting credits. This is something that Queen did later in their career. It's something that U2 has done for virtually their entire career, possibly the whole thing, and has been very, very uh, uh, helpful in keeping those band members together because they share equally in the revenue that the songs generate, even when only one or two of the people in the band actually were the ones who wrote the song. Second style, pacifist. If It's like giving a participation trophy. If you were part of the creation of the song before going in the studio, or maybe even if the song changed and adjusted while in the studio, if you were part of that participation, then you get credit for the song. Now, that percentage may be completely equal for everybody. There may be some sort of a uh, uh, little extra for coming up with the verse and the chorus with the melody and a little less for just coming up with the drum beat and that sort of thing. But if you take part in the writing of the song, you get a credit. That's the pacifist style and is a way that a lot of people do it. Now, the third style is very popular, especially with uh, uh, when bringing in outside songwriters and, and that sort of thing, and that's the capitalist style. So if everybody who has actually contributed to songwriting, meaning the chords, the melody, all the important parts of this, what makes the song the song, those people get percentages based on how much of that actually is theirs. Now, there can be a lot of negotiation that goes into this, especially when there's money involved, but it's a great way to try to actually get the people who are contributing uh, uh, songwriting and working on writing the songs to actually continue to do so because there'll be financial reward for doing so. Now, 
one of those styles, whatever you choose to do, is something that you're going to want to do for the, at least for every for each album that you record. For this album, we're going to do this style, this album, another, that sort of thing, or do it for your entire career. But the most important thing is to communicate to everybody in the band, everybody in the recording process, and everybody who is a part of uh, when that song is being created as to how much credit they are or are not going to get in the publishing. So uh, consider doing that for sure, no matter what you do as far as determining songwriting credit percentages. All right, so thank you very much. Next week, what am I doing next week? Next week, we're going to talk about... Uh, should you bring in an outside songwriter? That's what we're going to talk about next week. So this is Paul from Outer Loop Coaching, outerloopcoaching.com. Come to outerloopcoaching.com. We got a free ebook by Outer Loop founder, Outer Loop president, Mike Mowry on the Music Manager Primer. It's a free ebook. Come down, come get it. And uh, there's also a number of really great courses, including our Release It Right program, which has been huge and been helpful to a lot of different careers. All right. Thank you very much. Paul from Outer Loop Coaching. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.